The following podcast contains adult material. It is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. This content is not safe for work. If you are a pearl clutcher, a prude, or a pious type, just don't listen. You're listening to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize there are no nice guys. I am your host, Laura Coronado. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of There Are No Nice Guys. And today I have a guest. Um, her name is Michelle Frechette, and she is a speaker. She's a coach. She's a writer. She's a website evaluator. And she's very well known in the WordPress ecosystem. And WordPress is what I use to host both my personal blog, Lolly Shopping, as well as the website for There Are No Nice Guys. And that's how we met. We met through WordPress. Now, we've never met in person before, only on Twitter, and normally around conversations about WordPress and websites and content and technology. And in fact, Michelle has a vlog, and I mean a video blog, and it's called Underrepresented in Tech. And I've been on her show before. And she also has a WordPress-related podcast called WP Coffee Talk. Michelle, thank you so much for being here and on a, as a guest for There Are No Nice Guys. Well, thanks for having me. It's so good to be here and to connect with you on yet another uh, venue or another reason to be connected. It's really wonderful. And it's not WordPress related. I know. Isn't that cool? And you volunteered as <laughs> tribute because when I was on your vlog, Underrepresented in Tech, you even mm -hmm. asked me, how do you get guests? And I told you, you know, my show is so provocative. I have to seek out guests. It's not like people are clamoring to be on my show. Like they probably, I, I've pitched you at WP Coffee Talk. I'm sure you have people come to you and say, I want to be on WP Coffee Talk. No one's coming mm -hmm. and saying, I want to be on There No Nice Guys because, you know, I say fuck a lot and I talk about <laughs> sex. And you were like, right. I want to be on your show. <laughs> I was like, I'm a 52-year-old woman. I've had sex, believe it or not. And <laughs> fuck is my favorite word. So I think it's going to be great. <laughs> I think you're a perfect fit. And I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. So before we get into what we're here to talk about, and today we're here to talk about red flags in mm -hmm. dating. But I want to know more about your background. Like, how long have you been single? So I was single. I was a single mom for years and years. I got married when I was 36. I mm -hmm. uh, was married for 14 years, and now I've been married. I guess maybe it's 35. I've been I've been divorced for three years now, or separated okay. and divorced for three years. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And I'll tell you what, like dating as a you know in my 20s and early 30s as a single mom, that was hard. But mm -hmm. dating in my 50s. <laughs> <laughs> In a pandemic, <laughs> using <laughs> apps? Like, what the hell am I doing? But it's um, it's a different world. I'm just going to say it's a different world. And, I mean, you're still a mom, but are, are your children grown or is your child grown? Yeah. So I have one daughter, and she is 29 years old. She's actually getting okay. married this weekend. So <gasps> she's somebody else's problem now. <laughs> Thank you. No, she's actually delightful. And, um, you know, it was it was really good having a daughter and being able to raise her to get, you know, raise her um, by myself, actually. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, she'd be mortified. I'm never going to share this, the link to this podcast uh, with her. <laughs> 
<laughs> she's mortified for a couple reasons. First of all, she's somebody that I had sex talks with a lot, right? So I wanted mm-hmm. her to under to grow up not the same way I grew up in my mm-hmm. household, where you didn't talk about sex and you kind of had to figure it out from school. And like when you finally had sex, it was like, so that's what that was, kind of thing. <laughs> You know, I wanted her to feel safe about it, understand that she could talk to me about anything and ask me anything and, and have mm-hmm. access to um, safe sex products and things like that. But mm-hmm. also, at, when she turned 18, I bought her her first vibrator so that she would understand <gasps> what made herself happy um, so that she wouldn't have to figure it out with a guy that she wasn't invested in. Yeah. And the one thing I told her about sex growing up is absolutely watch out for STDs, but I'm more concerned about what you do with your heart and I don't want your heart broken. So pay attention to who you have sex with, not because, you know, that somebody might, you know, just be the wrong guy or you might get the wrong reputation or whatever, because I don't give a shit about reputation, Mm -hmm. but I really do care about her having a broken heart. And so now she's been with the same guy nine years to getting married this weekend and she's super happy. So I'm not saying it's because of the vibrator, but I mean, that had something to do with it, right? Well, it definitely had something to do with your mothering and your very good advice and basically you taught her to be self-aware and you know and not just yeah to be aware of you know how she's feeling who's making her feel what way and you Mm -hmm. gave her the power she needed um basically to look out for herself and love her love herself and care for herself Absolutely. And and understand what sexuality is. Like I kind of grew up understanding that, you know, my mother was somebody who was growing up in the 50s and 60s or whatever. And that sex was like a man's pleasure, right? So like to learn Mm -hmm. for myself that sex was my pleasure too, Mm -hmm. but also then to explore that. And I mean, I grew up very religious, so you didn't touch yourself and all those things. I mean, I was in my 20s before I masturbated, believe it or not. And so like to have those realizations that at such a later stage of life, Mm -hmm. I wanted Mm -hmm. her to know that she is self-sufficient. She could mm-hmm. get herself off. She could understand what pleasures her and she could demand those same things from a man so that when she and whoever her chosen partner are were in an intimate relationship, it was a partnership and she was as equal as he was in demanding that she also experience pleasure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. That's beautiful. Thanks. Um, I want to go back to, okay, so you said you were, you know, single and yeah. But a mother, you know, in your 20s and 30s. So mm-hmm. now you're single and you're an empty nester. Yeah. So it's it's really different for you um, because now you have the time to completely focus on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and therein lies that conflict and that struggle. You know, how yeah. much do you focus on completely yourself? Um, does Do you get to a point where it's like you need to date as a necessity of understanding what it's like to relate to other people? You don't get too <laughs> focused on yourself. Um, at the same time, you also don't want to lose yourself in a relationship. I mean, I'm sure it's a balancing act. I'm sure this is, like you said, it's only been three years that you've been divorced. I'm sure this still feels yeah. all very new to you. You know, in in some ways it does, and in some ways it's the ride in the bicycle kind of thing, right? So mm-hmm. everything old is new again, but every step we take every year we hit is all new experiences because even if I'd been single the whole time, you know, single at 52 is different than single at 50, which was different than single yeah. at 45. So, True. you know, as things develop, as apps develop, as, you know, relationships develop, all those kinds of things, there's th- we view ourselves differently. We learn who we are more and more as we grow up and mm-hmm. uh, and we don't stop growing up, right? Like we may be older, but we never yeah. actually stop learning and growing within ourselves. But um but yeah, it's been it's been interesting for sure. Um, you know, when I was in my twenties was when um 
you know, Match.com came out, there were no apps before I mm-hmm. met my ex-husband. So it was all like online dating. He and I um, met through a mutual friend, but we talked through AOL instant messaging. That's literally oh. how we communicated, right? Before uh-huh. we met face-to-face. And so um, it was very different than now. It's like all these apps. I mean, I call it playing Tinder. Like I get on my phone at night. I'm like, nope, swipe left. No, swipe left. Oh, he's kind of cute. Swipe right. Mm. No, swipe left. <laughs> so... <laughs> I like how you call it playing Tinder. Are you a gamer by any chance? I'm not. I mean, I, okay. I, I, I play like Scrabble, but I don't think okay. that really counts. <laughs> but you are very technology oriented. Yes, yes. Um, so when you're on Tinder, are there any other dating apps that you're on besides Tinder? So I've tried a bunch of them, right? So yeah. I've tried Badu, which was terrible. I've mm-hmm. tried Hinge. I've tried Match. I've tried Plenty of Fish. I've tried Cupid, okay, Cupid, and I've tried um, – uh, uh, eHarmony.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, but the only two I'm on right now are Tinder and Bumble. Mm-hmm. And Facebook okay. dating. Oh, and Facebook. You're on Facebook dating. Okay. Yeah. So for Tinder and Bumble, how are you, what is your opinion of it? Like as a, as someone who understands technology is like, is that, do you gravitate towards those two because you really like their UX, the design, it's, it's user-friendly? Uh, part of it is that, right? So like mm-hmm. geolocation is super important to me. I don't, I'm not looking for a 90 day fiance. I'm not looking to hook up, you know, with somebody who's 5,792 miles yeah. away, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, so geolocation is important to me that I can set like a parameter of within 50 miles or that kind of thing. It's not, mm-hmm. and we're going to get to red flags in a little bit. So that's not to say that there aren't some people who find their way around that, but for mm-hmm. the most part, real people on that app, um, you know, you can figure out where they're located. Mm-hmm. Other ones that wasn't as, as, you know, as expected. So I think mm-hmm. it was Hinge where I, I couldn't figure, I don't know. I mean, I am tech related, you know, tech in yeah. the tech industry, but Hinge was just like, I could not figure out how to get people to be like the the gender I was looking for and within mm-hmm. a radius that I was looking for. Like, I, I don't know what I did wrong, but mm-hmm. I was getting matched up with men and women mm-hmm. and, um, and from all over the, the world. So I was like, okay, this is way too much. I can't do this. <laughs> When I, when it gets like that for me, I just assume it's not me. It's, it's them. It's people setting up profiles and, and setting their settings to where they shouldn't be. So I just start reporting everybody. Oh, that's a good <laughs> idea. I should have done that. Where I should have asked you. My goodness. I just, I'm just like reporting. I'm like, okay, this is a female and she's identifying as a man and she shouldn't be in, you know, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I'm all for, I'm all, let me say I'm all for transgender people. Me too. But what I was talking specifically about is basically someone who's catfishing or someone yeah. who's breaking the rules, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, we have a woman who really does identify as a woman, but for the app, she put herself as a man, you know? And right. it could be yep. that she screwed up herself. Maybe it was her first time on the app. And it here I am, the, the asshole who's reporting her <laughs> going, she's on my feet and she shouldn't be. <laughs> Why is she liking me? Why is she liking me? This isn't fair. <laughs> I just said I wanted a man. <laughs> Okay, so I want to know about your opinion on Facebook dating because I have a bad opinion about that one. Oh my god, it's or it's horrible. It's so so awful. Okay, it's just so awful. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just haven't liked the, the matches coming up. And then it dawned on me. I was like, well, because I believe, if, if I'm correct, at least at, at the very beginning, Facebook dating was set up to where you were being, at least your feed was con- 
was um, comprised of people that you were not already Facebook friends with. Right. These were people, and you could set your settings to where only put into my feed the people who are friends with my Facebook friends. And right. then it dawned on me that the reason I wasn't liking my options is because if they're my friends, if they're friends of my Facebook friends, but not necessarily my Facebook friend, there's a reason for that. Because <laughs> if they were that great, I would be Facebook friends with them. And if I'm not Facebook friends with them, it's probably because they're not a good match for me. So, and then I just realized yeah. the app was stupid. So I just stopped using it. Or, or if they're face, if they're friends of your friends and they might be a good match, perhaps that friend would have said, you know, you should meet so-and-so. Yeah. Yeah. So the you fact know? that my friend never set me up with this person, I think is a very yeah. good indicator right there. That's yeah, and there's so flag. many, <laughs> so many catfish on that app. Like, every, I, I cannot tell you how many doctors that work for the UN who are three foot two, who speak like Swedish and Spanish, mm-hmm. um, but who think that I'm the most beautiful thing they've ever seen in the whole world, <laughs> are on Facebook, Facebook dating, and you it's only on your phone. Numbers. Like, there's only on the there's only the app. You can't. It doesn't exist on Facebook online. It's only on the True. app. True. True. So, you know, Facebook has a new one out that I'm actually going to test out. I will suffer no. so others don't have to. <laughs> Tell me. Um, I want to say it's, it's, is it Switch? It's like a, it's Facebook um, dating, but it's um, speed dating. Mm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So you can go through the catfish faster is what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Sparked. That's what it is. It's I'm going to check it out. Sparked. And there was a wait list. So what did they do that, you know, yeah. so just to make it sound like it's like exclusive yeah. or like whatever. It's such mm-hmm. a, that's such a, like a marketing um, concept right. that, you know, is just full of shit. But yeah. um, so I got on the wait list and I finally got in and then they had a sparked dating, speed dating event last night. And I believe it's video. I mean, I want to say that it, this is a whole video speed dating thing. So mm-hmm. I guess to try and remove the catfish from it. Um, but they only gave me like. A few hours notice. Well, you know me, girl. I need like a week's notice if I'm going to do something. <laughs> I got to plan my outfit. I got to plan my lighting. I got to plan my hair. I mean, you cannot give me same day notice for a speed dating event. That's not going to happen. So I missed for it. Sure. But I will go through it and I will come back and um, and let everybody know how it went. Absolutely. How badly I'm it goes. To- <laughs> I'm dying to hear. I want to know if this is something I should look into or not, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I will report back. So let, let me do it. Let me volunteer as tribute first. <laughs> I love Before it. everybody gets unsparked. So I think now is a good time to, that we segue into red flags mm-hmm. and, and, and dating and, and spotting those red flags. So before we go into it, let's first identify red flags. Now, to me, red flags um, to me, red flags are, are twofold. One, they're warning signs. They're warning signals that unfortunately women tend to ignore so often. We mm-hmm. always tend to give people the benefit of the doubt, which, you know, isn't a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to have a big heart, an open heart. But um, I really believe that red flags are just, you know, are warning signs. Um, two, I think red flags can also be um, just an indicator of how the person is who he is, how he behaves, how dating him will look like. So sometimes it's not necessarily a warning um, because what I may think is a red flag for me, Michelle, may not be a red flag for you. True. So how do, how do you feel about red flags? Like what, how do you define them? Yeah, no, I, I think you're right on the money on that. Um, red flags to me are definitely things that I either need to just swipe left mm-hmm. or at least seriously consider 
in getting mm-hmm. to know a person so mm-hmm. that if, if I see a red flag or let's say it's a pink flag, maybe or an orange flag, <laughs> um, <laughs> that at least I'm paying attention so that I can tell if it's going to be something that's a deal breaker. So sometimes mm-hmm. they're like, mm, maybe it is. Yeah. I'm not quite sure, you know. Yeah. Like sunglasses, because, right? Like if a guy only has sunglasses in his profile picture, like he's got a profile picture. Did mm-hmm, he only mm-hmm. take pictures outside and didn't realize that I can't mm-hmm. see his eyes or is that intentional? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it could be a signal like um, maybe he's trying to cover up his identity a little bit. Maybe he doesn't like how he looks without sunglasses, which mm-hmm. to me then is a signal for insecurity on his part. I mean, and or it really could be that it just never dawned on him that he shouldn't be taking pictures. So we don't know. We really just don't know exactly. why he's doing that. Mm-hmm. So that could be a red flag, but the jury's still out until you get to know them a little bit at first, at least. Yeah. And then what could make it a pink flag or an orange flag is simply mm-hmm. because you really liked his bio. Like his bio yeah. is just like, oh, wow, he has a great work ethic. Oh, he's a good father. Um, you know, he likes, he has the same interests that I have. That, those mm-hmm. kinds of things make you want to swipe right. But then this, you can't get past the fact that all of his pictures are of him <laughs> wearing sunglasses. Yes, exactly. So let's let's talk. So besides, okay, so sunglasses in every picture. I, I in fact, mm-hmm. I recently did uh, an episode about uh, dating bios. You know, does your dating bio suck? And mm-hmm. I go over a whole list of things that we hate about men's dating bios. And and you know what? Now that I think about, it, I think you and I maybe even talked on Twitter about this. I think you may have brought up the sunglasses <laughs> thing. Um, I'm sure so I, I brought can't... up the fish. <laughs> oh yes, for sure. Fish is number one. So some things yeah. are pet peeves. Some things are mm-hmm. just pet peeves, like the fish, right? But some right. things can be a red flag where it's like this, ooh, this could be creepy. It could be scary. This is a warning sign. I have to keep this on my radar. So I want to list off mm-hmm. things that we think are red flags. And, you know, let's say someone who's listening right now maybe just got divorced, is just mm-hmm. now hitting the dating scene. And we, I always feel like I got to look out for the newbies on the, yes. on the single scene, on the dating scene. Um, these are things that maybe she wants to consider looking out for as she gets on dating apps, as she starts going back out to the world to date. And one of the, one of the things on the list for me is when he doesn't use his photo at all on a dating profile. Immediately swipe left for me. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be, sometimes they just leave it empty. So it's the, the, the little white silhouette, mm-hmm. you know, of a man, mm-hmm. um, and I, I, I sometimes will uh, tweet these on my at no nice guys Twitter profile. Um, but sometimes they have pictures of the most of the weirdest things. Like it might be a ceiling fan yes. or it might be a picture of a car or it might be a picture of a tire rolling down a hill. I mean, it'll just be like some weird random shit. Mm-hmm. And to me, the weird random shit photos are creepy. Whereas the, no photo at all, just the empty white silhouette. At least that mm-hmm. we know he's hiding his identity, but mm-hmm. the other photos just seem kind of weird. So so seeing those as you're, like I say, playing Tinder or Tinder roulette or whatever you want to call it, right? <laughs> That's one thing. But when they match you and so they're trying to like match you and like you see them in your potential matches and those are the, like those are the ones that even feels creepier, right? So it's like, why is yes. this rubber tire rolling into my yes. DMs, right? Yes. Can I tell you the worst one I've ever, ever encountered? Please do. Oh, my God. Girl, you are going to love this one. So anyway, <laughs> so it was Tinder. 
and uh, it, and it was showed up as a potential match. This guy swiped right on me, and four out of the five photos in his bio were his dead grandfather in his casket at the funeral. Oh my fucking god! Right? How do you know it was of his grandfather, or it was just an uh, old man? Well, it was an old man, but I just uh, I'm assuming. Let's because uh-uh. you know, like who else would you be taking pictures? Of? Well, because really, like, I mean, unless you had a conversation with him, you don't know. Yeah. So if you think about it, it's yeah. even creepier to think. Yeah, it was pictures of uh, four pictures of an old man in his casket. Yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm at least giving him the benefit of the doubt that it was a family member. So at least let me have that fantasy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm yes, it could have been anybody. And like and like the fifth picture was just like some meme or something, but it wasn't even oh. a meme, like a funny meme. It was just like you know, like the ones that are has a, have a rose and talk about love and that shit. <laughs> oh God! It's like I love you so much. Look at my dead grandfather. Do you have Tinder Premium? Because that's how – I do. How did you know he swiped – Okay, so you're able mm-hmm. to see – So this is a really good tip. It's a good pro tip, ladies. Mm-hmm. If you're on Premium with – whether it's Bumble or Tinder, you can see who swiped right on you before you have to swipe right on them or swipe exactly. left on them. So instead of mm-hmm. going through the feed, um, it's almost like you're looking in the back end, so to speak, and you can mm-hmm. see everyone who's liked you, and you can go through that feed instead because it's kind of filtered for you. Yeah. And you know, this is my love life. It's worth investing 30 bucks a month or something into Tinder Mm -hmm. to see if it's somebody that I would want to swipe right on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That is a weird one. Okay. (laughs) So weird. So number one red flag, if he's not using his own photo in his dating profile picture, like just swipe left, like Mm -hmm. don't even bother trying to get to know this person. Chances are he's married. That's usually what Mm -hmm. I think he is. He's married or he's in a relationship. That's why he doesn't want to use his own profile pic. Or he's just too weird. Like if it's not those yeah. first two things, then he's still not somebody that you want to be swiping exactly. right on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, another red flag for me is when he's using like an obvious nickname or a phony name on his profile. If and it says John Doe, forget it. <laughs> yeah. Or actually uh, the ones I always see are like, it'll be like funky man musician. And I'm like, what yeah. the fuck kind of name? That's not even a name, you know? No, and, and funky no. man musician does not make me want to swipe left Mm-mm. on you. Um, I mean, swipe right on you. Um, Mm -hmm. I did swipe right – once I did swipe right on a guy who was using an obvious nickname. Um, Let's pretend his name was Craig and it Mm -hmm. was like um, C.U. Craig or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. So, But I figured his name was at least Craig. Um, I didn't like the fact that the rest of it was sort of, you know, fake and phony. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, his pictures were all the same and and his bio read well. And we we ended up dating for five months. So. Yeah, that worked out okay. But, you know, I think when it's so completely obvious that he's not using his name, like you said, like John Doe, um, mm-hmm. recently I found someone um, whose name I found questionable because um, it was actually a really cool name, but I was like, uh, I don't really sure that's him. And then sure enough, I Googled the name and it turned out to be the name of an Italian philosopher from like the 1800s. Oh, jeez. Back so from the dead, def- just to date yeah. you, Laura. <laughs> so he was definitely using like a completely fake phony name. So mm-hmm. that to me is a complete red flag. Again, that's an indicator he's trying to hide his identity. He's probably in a relationship or he's just plain weird. 
I mean, I do understand that people want to kind of hide their identities a little bit, right? So I don't mm-hmm. put my last name on my dating profile because, first of all, I'm a woman and I don't want people looking me up and showing up at my doorstep. But I put my real first name out there, you yeah. know? It says yeah. Michelle, you know, there's exactly. no question about that. So so I think you bring up a really good point because this is another reason why it bothers me when men hide their identity, even if they have nothing to hide other than that they're just being careful. Mm-hmm. We're women. We have mm-hmm. so much more to lose and we're risking so much more. Um, it's harder for us. We're the ones who have to be careful. So mm-hmm. if you're a man and you're like scared of being online and and revealing your first name then don't be fucking dating don't be on the dating apps you know you just yeah you're too cowardly for it don't fucking do it your skin's not thick enough um we're the ones who should be worried about our safety not them Mm -hmm. absolutely okay so here's another one um when he doesn't want to give you his last name after you've matched you've matched you're having a conversation and he doesn't want to give you his last name. And I have learned the reason they don't want you to do that is be, the reason he doesn't want to give you his last name is because he doesn't want you doesn't want you to look him up on social media. Probably because he doesn't want you to find his wife on social media. Exactly. And mm-hmm. I remember one time, sure enough, I, you know, I asked, I kept asking this guy for his last name. Like, you know, I asked him, I think I stupidly had asked like two or three questions in one text and he answered like question one and two, but ignored the question about his last name. Mm-hmm. So then I had to ask him again. And then he finally gave it to me. He goes, oh, so now you're going to go to Facebook and look me up, right? So yes. I did. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, I did. And then um, to me, that was the indicator that I should. And I did. Mm-hmm. And of course, he had his Facebook on lockdown. But guess who didn't? His wife. Mm-hmm. His wife didn't have her Facebook on lockdown. And that's how I was able to find out he was married. Yeah, Exactly. So major red flag, ladies, get that fucking last name. Don't even meet up with him on a first date or a meetup date for coffee, whatever, Mm-mm. unless you know his first name, his last name, and his phone number. Yep, absolutely. Okay, another red flag. Um, when he has no social media, if a guy does not have social media, I'm just going to assume he's married. Right, exactly. Have you ever matched up with someone who just, and you, you Google them and they're like, you can't find anything on them? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they're not in the CIA, so yeah. (laughs) Yeah, if if they don't exist anywhere on the web, they're not in witness protection, ladies. They are not in the CIA. They are married. I I think I once asked a guy, I was like, what are you, one of the men in black? (laughs) Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Can I tell you another one of my red flags is like, you know how it always says your education and like you c- you don't have to put a school. Like if you don't yeah. really want to put a school, you could no. just say master's degree. You could say anything there. It's literally open text. Mm-hmm. I hate when they like school of hard knocks. Yes. Fuck you. Everybody's been yes. to the school of hard knocks. You yeah. want me to one, one up you on that? I've been to the graduate school of hard knocks. Well, now, what now, buddy? <laughs> I got a PhD in hard knocks, motherfucker. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. I do list that one in that episode where I talk about dating bios. That's one of those mm-hmm. is a school of hard knocks. And um, <sighs> and the reason it's a red flag, ladies, Not, I mean, it is a pet peeve, yes, but I think it does fall under red flags, like Michelle's saying, because it's an indicator of his um, insecurities. It's an avoidance. Yeah. And if mm-hmm. he is, um, for, for if he's worried about being judged about his lack of education, he is probably insecure about many things and you're not going to mm-hmm. get along well. 
especially if you're exactly. a woman who has your shit together, you know? So he, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Just go ahead and swipe left on dudes like that. He's got an attitude problem. So just, yeah, swipe left on that shit. And he's probably got a small dick. Let's just say it. <laughs> probably. Or if he even has a big one, he probably doesn't even know how to use it. So, you know. Well, that's probably true too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this one I think is a red flag too because again like you said it's avoidance um, he's not sharing mm-hmm. when there's no bio on his dating profile so he may have oh four God, or five pictures that. he may not be wearing sunglasses you can clearly see it's the same guy maybe you can even see his geolocation but if he doesn't have a bio if he doesn't bother filling that out to me that's just an indicator that he is probably lazy if mm-hmm. he's not going to invest in his dating profile he's not going to invest in his dating life with you Mm-mm. It says to me he's just looking for a good time. And if you're just looking for a good time, by all means, ladies, swipe right on him. But if you mm-hmm. really are looking to date somebody and they won't even give you the courtesy of three or four sentences to tell you who they are, yeah. don't invest the time. Just don't invest yeah. the time. Yeah. Okay. So this one is a uh, – I learned it the hard way, red flag. Oh, my God. I see it and on the I, list. And I, wait till you hear my <laughs> red flag about this one too. Go ahead. I'm listening. And, Sorry. and I don't mean to bitch. I just want to be very no. clear, you know. Yeah. I am not – well, I can be a little super, a little superficial. I'm superficial yeah. in the sense I like good-looking men. Mm-hmm. But I got my own shit going on. I don't need anybody paying my fucking bills. I don't need take anyone taking care of me. I'm not looking for a sugar daddy. There's nothing wrong with you if you are, but I'm not. So this is a red flag for me. And there's a very specific reason why, and that is when he doesn't have a car. Yep. Total red flag for me. And, you know, Mm -hmm. depending on where you live, maybe it's not. Because, like, if you live in Manhattan, you don't really need a fucking car. No one really has cars in Manhattan. So if he doesn't have a car in Manhattan, I think it's fine. You better have a subway card then, though, right? Yeah. I mean, something, right? (laughs) Right. But in Las Vegas, um, if you don't have a car, it can be an issue. I think it's the same thing in Los Angeles. Um, and the reason is, is that, you know, you're going to end up having to pick up his ass. Like, yep. you know, uh, like Michelle said, if it's like, if it's just a booty call, well, guess who's going to be doing the driving for the booty calls? You know, you're, it's almost like you're going to be on call for him at mm-hmm. his whim because he doesn't have a fucking car. He's never going to be, you know, at your beck and call. And even if you, he's willing to do so, you're going to have to go pick his ass up because he probably won't even shell out for an Uber or a Lyft yep. either. And I live in the country, right? So it's a 20-mile ride for, to the city from where I am. So it takes mm-hmm. a good you know, 30 minutes to get into the city. So if I want to date a guy, he's got to be able to come out to see me sometimes. I am not going to be yeah. the only person driving all the way into the city from where I live. Yeah. You don't want to be the only one investing into this. Um, and now, you know, I say that, but the last guy that I dated for a year didn't have a car, which is how I know I will never do that again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's a lesson I learned the hard way because, um, you know, Craig, see you Craig dude, um, mm-hmm. that I dated for five months, didn't have a car. Mm. And, you know, it was just a pain in the ass. And then yeah. also, you know, a, a guy who doesn't have a car usually is going to have financial issues and burdens um, and not to, you know, come down on anybody because a lot of people have financial issues and burdens sure. nowadays. Um, but if you don't, and then you're dating somebody who does, guess who keeps footing the bill anytime you guys mm-hmm. want to, you know, order a pizza or go out somewhere. And it just, it you can start just feeling a little strained and used yourself. Mm-hmm. Also, it can be a sign of a DUI, but not just one mm-hmm. DUI. Like by the time somebody has lost their license to a DUI, yeah, there's a bigger issue there. And that's what yeah. happened to me is that the guy I was dating, I didn't realize that I mean, his story was that his car died. 
Mm-hmm. First time I met him for co- for coffee, we we met up at like a Panera, and he took mm-hmm. the bus, which was fine, and we we really hit it off well. I hit it off well enough. I was with him for a year, right? But mm-hmm. um, I hit it off really well. I drove him home, and from that point, I had to pick him up because it was like my car just like, like the axle broke last week. It's not worth fixing. Well, then he just mm-hmm. never had the money to get another car. Mm-hmm. Turned out mm-hmm. he had his license suspended because yeah. <laughs> he had yeah. too many DUIs and it spent time in jail for it. So, oh my goodness! And it's not to say that. You can't, people can't be rehabilitated everything, but yeah. you just want to be aware. Yeah. You want to be aware. And it's also just about what's a good match for you. I mean, mm-hmm. somebody else who's listening right now might be like, I don't have a problem with somebody who's got three DUIs and right. that's okay. Um, but when you're dating people and even if it's just hooking up, um, you have to ask yourself, what sort of baggage is this person going to be bringing into my life? Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I think it was last, yeah, it was, I'm pretty sure it was last season. No, no, no. It was my very first season. We did dating horror stories and my other friend, Michelle was on mm-hmm. that one. And she tells the story about, you know, she had a guy and it really was just a hookup, but when he went to jail, guess who he was calling to try mm-hmm. and get some help to bail him out. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's important that you look out for red flags, even when you're just trying to hook up, even when it's just for fun. Um, you are inviting this person into your life. He has your address now. He has your phone number. And how much of his baggage are you willing to take on? How many of his problems are you willing to listen to? Um, how how much are you willing to compromise and be inconvenienced, even when it's just a hookup? And that's why we should be looking out for red flags as well as our safety. So Absolutely. speaking of which, mm-hmm. um, are there any red flags, Michelle, that you like are always on the lookout for? So for me, it's absolutely everything that we've already talked about, right? So those are mm-hmm. absolute red flags for me. But also, um, this is going to sound terrible because I was dating when I was separated. But when a guy's bio says separated, I've learned that that doesn't usually mean he's actually separated. It's he's separated in his head, but he's still Ooh. married. She doesn't know they're separated. So like, if, if you like a guy and he says he's separated, just find out if he really is before you, you know, decide to pursue that relationship, let's say, because so many guys that are separated, it's like they wish they were, but they aren't really. They're living life like they were, like mm-hmm. they're separated. I had a two-week fling with a guy who was the best sex I ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, and he told me his he and his wife were separated. And they literally were in that he lived in one state and she was still back in the original state where they originally married and where she was taking care of their family. I think it was just his job. Later on in hindsight, Mm. I figured out that it was just his job that took him to a new state. She didn't want to move with her family. That happens a lot with wives. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't want to move the whole family. They have a nice family home. They don't necessarily want to pick up and go for his job. Um, But in his mind, they were separated because they weren't even living in the same state. I don't think they were separated on in her mind. Right. Like if he says they're separated, but she doesn't know they're separated, that's not really separated. Yeah. That's just cheating. That's just cheating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's best to call it what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, or or date a guy who's just completely divorced, like wait until he's completely divorced, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and then things are nice and clean cut and clear. Or, you know, unless you want to date a guy who's, who is pretending to be separated or pretending to be divorced. Um, as long as you're aware, I think the whole thing Absolutely. is that we just need to be aware mm-hmm. of what we're getting ourselves into. 
look, I don't judge anybody for the relationship they want to be in. I mm-hmm. just worry about the people getting into the relationships they're not looking for because they're mm-hmm. tricked into it. So for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think for me, as far as a red flag goes, um, the biggest one for me is temperament. Mm-hmm. Because I, you know, I am, like you just said, like we're, we're female, we're single. I live alone. I don't have a roommate. You know, I don't live with parents or anything. I live alone. So Same. my home security and my health and safety, I have to rely on myself to take care of those things. And mm-hmm. for me, uh, one of my fears, one of the, my, the things that I, I try to be aware of when I'm dating is, um, you know, am I safe with this person? You know, am I yeah. going to get killed? Am I going to get murdered? Am I going to get raped? I mean, you know, is is, mm-hmm. is it okay to have this person in my home? You know, he has access to my home. He has my phone number. He knows where I work. You know, is is this okay? So temperament is a really big deal for me. And you, I can spot that early on. I can see it in a bio. To me, mm-hmm. if it's just salty, the bio is something like a... I'm five foot seven since that seems to matter. I'm like, oh, this dude has issues <laughs> with his height. Okay, Napoleon. You know? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, okay, swipe left. I can already tell. Um, yeah. And I've dodged some bullets, Michelle. And one of the best ways to dodge bullets is to have that phone call prior mm-hmm. to ever meeting up in person mm-hmm. because that's when you can really tell their temperament. And I remember I had a, one of my bad dates. It was, it was a phone call before it became – it could even become a date, thankfully – um, he proceeded to tell me and brag about the time that he got jealous when his girlfriend, his woman, he didn't call him his girlfriend. It's like my woman oh, was talking to a man and he, that man was, um, complimenting her tattoos. All he did was compliment her tattoos. So then the guy bragged about how he threw him through the plate glass window at Starbucks. Oh my God. As though that was going to impress me. And I'm like, Oh right? my God, you're fucking psycho. I don't ever want to meet you. Block, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. So I really, I really want to caution women to look out for a red flag that could be, and even if it's a pink or orange flag, where it could be any kind of sign of hostility or violence, like do not mm-hmm. even meet this person. Right. Absolutely. And you know, the other thing is it, it's, you know, back to, I know that this isn't a red flag necessarily, but like the fish, right? The fish and the <laughs> dead deer and the camouflage and whatever. Mm-mm. To me, that's a red flag because I don't, I don't date conservatives <laughs> because that yeah. doesn't doesn't gel with me. I can't have real conversations. It's not something that we're ever going to agree on. And it's and it's a it's it's an absolute um, deal breaker for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Most of the guys, most of the guys wearing camouflage, um, carrying fish and dead deer, actually are the ones that are like Trump twenty twenty and all that shit, right? So, <laughs> like to me, that's a red flag. And and if if that's your thing, by all means, have your man because I just swiped mm-hmm. left on him, but. Um, but yeah, so, so that's a red flag to me too, because you want to make sure that not only is it about safety and things like that, but it's about compatibility, right? Yes. And so there are there are red flags that aren't necessarily if this is a bad guy or this is a mm-hmm. cheating guy or whatever, but this isn't the guy for you. Exactly. And, that's, and I've, I've made the mistake of thinking, I'm a developed woman. I can have difference of opinions from a man. Sure, I can from friends, mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. can't have different that big of a difference of opinion from somebody that I want to be in a relationship with. Yeah. It shouldn't be that much work. So, okay. So speaking in terms of red flags that are, uh, that show an incompatibility issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, One of mine is when the dude says adventure. If the word adventure is anywhere (laughs) in the motherfucking bio, I'm like, I'm out. 
I'm Wait, out. hiking, hiking. Can we also yes. do hiking? Yes. There's no, there's no fucking way that 90% of the guys on dating apps go hiking. There's <laughs> just no way. I mean, uh, and maybe it depends on where you live. Like, I, I swear in Las Vegas, there are some outdoorsy motherfuckers. As hot as yeah, it gets for sure. here, there are mm-hmm. some outdoorsy motherfuckers here. And they are. I mean, like all of their pictures will be of them at Red Rock hiking. Well, if the, or- so if the pictures actually back it up, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a guy who swiped right on me. And like I said, I have the, I pay for the app. So I see it. This guy, every single picture of him, first of all, he looked like Sonny from Sonny and Cher because he had the haircut and everything from that. <laughs> oh, he really did. Actually. I kid you not. Well, it <laughs> would be adorable, except that like every picture was him laying across his bed seductively with his cat. I kid you mm-hmm. not. I can't make this shit up. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like, mm, and then electronics. Like he showed you his circuit boards that he makes in his spare time. Oh, that's kind of adorable too. <laughs> but he, but then he puts hiking on his list of things to do, and oh. it's like mm, that really doesn't bear out in everything else that you've put there. So yeah. I'm gonna cry bullshit on the hiking dude. Oh, so. I totally believe you. That dude was a fucking liar. <laughs> oh, for sure, but for sure. You just hit on another red flag for me that again is an incompatibility incompatibility issue, not so much a, a warning sign. Um, the guy who lies in bed to take his mm-hmm. photos for his profile oh my picture. God, I know. Because I just assume that means you're lazy. And I can't, you know, mm-hmm. I may not be adventurous, but I don't like lazy men either. Right. Or the torso only, like no face, but torso only, or they, their pants are hanging seductively enough that you can kind of see the top oh, of their God. dick. It's like, dude, like I will s- discover it for myself yes. <laughs> if, we go, if, if I swipe right on you and I and we progress to that point. I do not need to see it on Tinder. I just don't need to see it there. Yeah. I just don't like um, any shirtless pics or any, No, like, just keep your fucking clothes on. I mean, seriously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are there any that are like deal breakers for you? Like you're like, okay, so I think we said hunting, right? Mm-hmm. Hunting and the camouflage, like you're just like, there's just no way. Um, it's, it's, I mean, and I don't, I'm not a vegan, like I'll mm-hmm. eat venison. So it's not about mm-hmm. that. But it's like, if that's your whole persona online, that's not a really a compatibility issue for me, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. But like has small kids, like I'm not wanting to be a stepmom to little kids. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I, my daughter's 29. I've done that already. I don't have the energy to chase after your children and I can't deal with the noise level. So if you're still raising small kids, good luck to you. You probably mm-hmm. a really awesome guy, mm-hmm. but that's not where I am in my life right now. So for me, that's an incompatibility. One that's a deal breaker for me is cosplay. Oh my gosh. If they're a furry, that's even worse, right? Which is, well, you know, here's the thing. I'm actually into role-playing sexually. Mm-hmm. And I would totally do costumes in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. But cosplay in the in real life, like people who go to conventions and people who, and then when mm-hmm. they put pictures of themselves in the costumes, I'm like, I can't, I can't with your Halloween costume. And, you know, and of course they want to justify like, this is Halloween, but I'm like, but if you're putting it in your, in your profile, it's because like you're really into costumes. Mm. And that's just not a lifestyle for me that I think is compatible yeah. for me. It's it's kind of a boner killer. It's guys mm-hmm. who are into cosplay. It's kind of a boner killer for me. Yeah, I can see that. That I can absolutely agree with that too. It's not definitely not my thing, and I'm not going to be going to like whatever con with you. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. exactly, yeah, we, we don't have that in common. <laughs> I used to have a deal breaker that is no longer a deal breaker, um, but Ooh, a couple of years ago, men who are Aries. Really? Aries the zodiac sign. That is so funny. I like, literally, I, did not, 
I don't know anybody's sign. <laughs> I put it in my profile. If you're an Aries, swipe left. <laughs> I was like, I am, not, I am not dating any Aries men because they're very um, intense. Yeah. And um, they fall hard for me, which is nice. It's sweet. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Um, but I once woke up to, I want to say about 100 notifications mm. um, from Facebook and Instagram. This one guy I matched with who was Aries. And he went and liked and commented like on every fucking selfie on Instagram oh. and on Facebook. And it was just and that's just stalker. Like, okay, yes. so now we know Aries are stalkers. Okay, got it. <laughs> So, Michelle yeah, adds that to her profile right now. <laughs> but they're actually like lately. I've been thinking, you know, like I might want to start going into relationships. I'm not haven't made that decision up completely, mm-hmm. but honestly, Aries men make really good boyfriends. Mm-hmm. I can see because that. they're just so like intense and loyal and all of that. So I was like, mm-hmm. uh, I, so I took the Aries thing out of my bio. So it used to be a deal breaker. It's not anymore. I can understand that. Sure. Has there ever been a time? And I think this is really important that we cover this because I feel like women do this a lot. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a time that's just kind of stuck with you when you spotted a red flag or maybe your gut, or maybe you're like your guardian angel or something was just telling you something up was up with the dude, but you ignored it? Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to say no. I'd like to say that I'm always so self-aware that I've never mm-hmm. done that, Laura. But mm-hmm. no, but the truth is that of course I of course I have ignored those. Um and sometimes it's my own insecurity, right? Like is it the guy I dated for a year? Absolutely mm-hmm. freaking drop dead gorgeous man. Like mm-hmm. I'm a five foot two overweight woman. Like when a six foot tall Adonis is like wants to be your boyfriend, like you actually overlook some of those red flags sometimes because you're just like, holy shit, is this happening to me? Like whose life is this? Am I dreaming? You know, mm-hmm. and so the fact that he had like four, actually he had six children, four of them still young and at home, um, was separated, but not divorced. And he was actually separated, but they'd been separated for three years mm-hmm. um, and had no car. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, seriously, so many red flags. Uh, but the biggest red flag of them all was that I overlooked uh, or the first date was perfect. Right. So like he said the right things. He showed me all the amazing things about him, how he was a, really was a good father and all those things. And it wasn't until like the second or third time we were going out mm-hmm. that like the fat shaming started and that oh my, my parents aren't, didn't parent me right. And I don't parent my daughter right. And you know, I, I pay somebody to clean my house and I shouldn't do that. And he actually said like over the course of like six to eight months, things kept coming out. Like, do you give money? Like he said to me, do you donate money to charities? And I said, yeah, I do. I, you know, I choose some charities that are really important to me. He mm-hmm. goes, well, if we get together permanent, like if we, you know, basically if we get married or something, that's going to stop <gasps> because people need to be able to take care of themselves. And like, I didn't have the backbone at that time. And even though this was just last year, honest to God, it was just mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the mm-hmm. backbone to stand up to him. My, I was afraid a little bit. Right. And mm-hmm. I also was afraid of being a, fr- a single again. I just was like, Oh, I don't want to do it. But, yeah. um, but I was just like, um, yeah, it's, uh, if, if it's, if we're together, I, I should be able to give my money to wherever I want to give my money. And I should mm-hmm. be able to do mm-hmm. the things that I want to do with the money that I earn. And what I wanted to say to him was, wait a minute, you're, wife, estranged wife and four children are on welfare 
and take yeah. handouts from their church. And you don't want me to give money to the poor when your family is already taking that money from somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like huge red flag. And I and I did overlook it because I was so smitten with the other things about him and the idea of not being alone in a pandemic. Honestly. Yeah. So basically when we have and we hold on to certain insecurities about mm-hmm. ourselves, that can cloud our vision and basically prevent us from acknowledging the red flags that are right there in our face. Absolutely. They become like blind. Insecurity can blind you from seeing and acknowledging the red flags. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have people around? Go ahead. I said, that's when women, that's when we as women, we say things like, I can change him, right? You don't, you don't mm-hmm. even acknowledge that. Like you don't say that in your head so you hear it. Yeah. But the thought yeah. process somewhere in you is like, he'll, he, he can't really mean that. He'll mm-hmm. change. I'll, I'll have such a softening effect on him. He'll see the good charitable work I do and want to support that. You know, yeah. and the truth is, you know, he's 46, 47 years old. He's not changing. Did you ever have people around you who would point out red flags to you when you didn't spot them? Yeah. Like friends, family members? My daughter hated my ex-husband before we ever got married. Oh, really? She knew him first. She was 12 Mm -hmm. years old when she met him. My best friend introduced us. They met at Mm -hmm. a single parent blended family camp and they were the two there that were widowed. So he had lost his wife. She'd lost her husband. Mm -hmm. And my daughter went to camp with him that year and I had to work. Mm -hmm. So she met him. And so my friend Christine kept saying, you know, um, he is keeps messaging me. He keeps, you know, he's after me. And I said, she's like, I just don't like him that way. And I'm like, well, what's wrong with him? And her response, instead of saying like anything else was, mm-hmm. he's so smart. He makes me feel intimidated. And I'm like, well, intelligence oh. is at the top of my list, right? So yeah. introduce me. And we met in January, got engaged in April, and married in August, which I will wow. also never do again. <laughs> mm-hmm. My daughter was like, ooh, you're dating him? Ooh, mom, no. You know, and I should have mm-hmm. listened. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we had three good years or three three decent years and 11 years that really sucked. So, yeah, yeah definitely. I, there are things you overlook sometimes and that people try to warn you and you look mm-hmm. back and you're like, damn, I should have listened. Yeah, that's one thing I'm doing now in my, I was about to say in my 50s. I haven't hit 50 yet, but I'm <laughs> months. I am months away. We're but as I, appro- as I approach my 50s, um, that is a life change I'm making is I have gone to my mother and my stepfather and I've gone to my sister and I've said, if ever I'm dating someone that you guys are suspicious of for any fucking reason at all, I've also gone to my best friends and said this too, mm-hmm. tell me and I will listen to you. And everyone's floored because 20 years ago, I would have never fucking listened to anybody about anything. Right. Um, But I'm going to my friends and family now and saying, I need you guys to help look out for me because Mm -hmm. I think sometimes I'm practicing poor judgment when it comes to dating. Mm -hmm. And um, I've always said that one, the red flags, I think I would probably just not notice or not understand how to notice or anything that's money related. Like I would be the woman who marries a guy who's embezzling money. And then one day the FBI shows up on our doorstep and just raise the house. And I have no clue. I would be that woman. And so I really, you know, because I actually don't ask a lot of questions when it comes to how, how do you earn your money? You know, what is your job? I don't ask a lot of those questions. I don't know why. I think it's because I just don't find it interesting. Mm-hmm. But I've never asked those questions. And I don't know that that's something I'm going to change about myself. But I, what I am changing is that I'm open to my best friends and my sister and my parents telling me, 
you need to drop this dude. There's something wrong. And I'm just going to fucking listen to them from now on. And so I wanted to put that out there because I want women to start listening to the people who love them and who Mm -hmm. are looking out for them and who warn them, this dude's shady. You know, this is like a shady dude. Look out for him. Yeah, because we put on our rose-colored glasses, but our friends don't. Exactly. Because we get smitten. Mm -hmm. Who would not be smitten with a six-foot fucking Adonis who wants to be your boyfriend? Like, I would have fallen for all that shit, too. I -hmm. am a sucker for good looks, and I'm a sucker for men who say the right things. Mm -hmm. So men who compliment me, tell me I'm beautiful, tell me I'm sexy, tell me I'm special, tell me I'm different than any other woman they've ever been with, tell me I'm the best sex I've ever had, which I know is true. But yeah, for sure. <laughs> me too. When I hear me too. all that. Um, <laughs> it gets to my head and it makes it really easy to miss out on the red flags. Yes. Absolutely. But I like I like how we've been talking about spotting those red flags early on just on the dating app itself. Because I think yeah, that's for the sure. time to do it. Yeah, if you can educate yourself about those things that mean something to you, you can see mm-hmm. those signs earlier. Hopefully you aren't, you know, your friends don't have to tell you that you've you know, matched up with the wrong person. Yeah. Try to nip everything in the bud. And the Mm -hmm. best time is when you first meet him at the bar, Mm -hmm. when you first start talking to him um, on an online dating app. Um, And once you have that phone number, his full name, research him, research him before you get to know him, spot the red flags before you become smitten with him. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for sharing your stories about red flags and spotting them and your crazy, <laughs> scary dating stories. <laughs> for sure. Thanks for having me. It's fun to be able to talk about them. And certainly it isn't something that I'm used to sharing publicly, but it's, um, yeah. First of all, you make it easy to share the stories with. <laughs> but it's also, it's it's liberating to be able to talk about things like this and to share with other people. Because if if my you know, tales of woe are, uh, you know, just a cautionary tale for somebody else, then that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. That's so generous of you. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know, people I'm sure are going to want to know where to find you, how to find you. So where's your, what's I'm, your website? I'm on, tin- I'm on Tinder. I'm on, oh, not that way. <laughs> <laughs> My website is worksbymichelle.com. Or you can find me at wpcoffeetalk.com or underrepresentedintech.com. Those are the three places where I live. Yeah, you all really need, especially if you're a woman who's interested in technology or you work in technology, you need to definitely be keeping up with underrepresented underrepresented in tech. Um, And um, if you're into WordPress or you want to be into WordPress, please um, listen to the WP Coffee Talk podcast. It's so much fun. Michelle interviews various different people in the WordPress ecosystem, and you learn a lot about it. You get some real valuable insight. What about your social media? Um, I'm at Michelle Ames on Twitter, and Mm -hmm. pretty much that's where I live, but I'm Michelle Frechette everywhere else. And I will definitely link to Michelle's vlog and her podcast, her website and social media and the blog post that will accompany this podcast. And again, Michelle, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. And thanks for all the information that you put out there for everybody else like me. You never wanna know. Never say you're happy 'cause you don't want me to.